tapping. No. It sounded. It was like being in a rainstorm. It was. Oh, it no. was so so loud. But if I was a music presenter, I would just end up feel like I'm doing a less cool job. Hi, I'm Erin Velak, and I've made it my mission to interview the members of the University of Nottingham's student radio station, URN. Join me to uncover how our members got into student radio, what they're listening to in their free time, and their most iconic pieces of clothing that might make you recognise them as you're walking around campus. I want to know who they are when the mics aren't live, so let's find out. This is Off Air with URN. So we have Mark on the show today. Mark is part of the tech team, is an after darker, and oh, and obviously part of news. Can't forget that. Don't forget news. Don't forget news. Uh, so welcome, Mark. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, let's start with the easiest place to start, which is joining Student Radio. Why did you join URN? How did that story go? Well, that's an interesting one. And I think a kind of uh, a question that needs to be answered by going a, a little further back. Um, and that is sort of, I've been doing kind of radio in, in some form since I probably, let me think, it was going to be probably late 2018. Um, my school was very um, kind of privileged. I was very privileged at school to have a kind of school radio that's been going since 2008. I say radio kind of loosely. It's kind of just speakers that are around school and, you know, a room at the top that we can, like, play music and talk from. So um, I kind of fell into that because it seems quite interesting. And I kind of did that for a few years. Obviously, COVID got in the way for a bit. But um, I, I really I really did enjoy that. And it was a kind of a shame um, to see it go. And I was sort of aware of student radio for a few years um, before coming to Nottingham. Um, so when I, when I left my school radio... Um, doing student radio was certainly something on the cards and in fact um, there's kind of a recording in my last ever show on school radio where I sort of jokingly um, make reference to URN and say you know who knows University Radio Nottingham here I come or something like that but at that point I, I wasn't really sure if I was you know going to do it because um, on, on Freshers Week I was like you know who knows there's so many things to do at university maybe my time at sixth form coming to an end has sort of marked a, some natural end to my know, love affair with with media stuff but kind of i i went to i went to the stand at freshers fair I, I, was, I was in a bit of a rush that day so it was quite um uh i don't know it was, it was quite a, like a fleeting glimpse i didn't really speak to anybody i kind of picked up a leaflet um but kind of weirdly like almost subconsciously i i, I just felt a kind of a draw to it as mm. if it kind of just felt right you know i started off quite casually i think i i, I emailed i emailed um like the get involved at urn1350.net email address and said you know saw the stand at freshers fair what's the next you know steps if yeah. i if i want to do more and um i got told about the open studio so i um got toured around the studio by Jack and then I went to the welcome meeting and kind of that's that's kind of that's how I got started and and, and kind of ever ever since then the amount that I've been doing is just kind of increasing increasing started off quite casual and now it's sort of my main my main commitment outside my degree well probably my main commitment full stop yeah. um <laughs> which I think is a a common a common thing amongst previous interviewees yeah <laughs> no radio is definitely a society that because you're doing something yeah um 
and you have almost a weekly commitment it's very easy to get very sort of wrapped up in it and to do a lot of it which you know makes sense yeah and kind of having the having the office as a as a, as a place um a lot of my time in first term was still a lot a lot of online teaching so in, in terms of socialization there wasn't loads um especially when it came to course mates so um coming into the office more regularly um where i could you know get work done in inverted commas but still like interact with others was um kind of seemed like a a, a good thing to do um to get my fix of like people just outside of my halls of residence or just getting outside my room full stop really yeah um you mentioned that you did it at school which i think you're the first person i've spoken to that their school had a radio yeah i think my my school do now um, I know that because my mum does it because she's got me to it's not the system we use I have no idea how it works (laughs) but she's like Erin can you come teach me how this works I'm like I so I spend time figuring out how it works and then I write her a list of like how to do it but I don't actually know how it works Um, so that's a they kind of had it a little bit for the I think they had it for the lower school so my school like had all the you could do from three to 18 sort of thing Um, okay so but they had it for the younger years uh but it was never an option for me so it's really interesting that that was what you had at school were you doing a lot of more like daytime stuff was it like during your lunch breaks how did that work at school yeah so generally the way it operated was um there was kind of basically each day would be allocated to a, a show or, or some people and it was kind of like a weekly thing um radio shows were presented um before school started so like up until like the first bell so when people were kind of coming in and socializing before they went off to mentor time or whatever and also at break time um it wasn't we never did it a lot i may have previously done it at lunchtime but um our school operated because we were quite a big school and like the amount of eating facilities there were kind of most mandated the need to have um two lunch breaks an early lunch yeah, and a late lunch that. meaning that um if you were you know trying to present radio during lunchtime hours wouldn't really make sense because even if presenters lunch breaks did line up um you would still probably be distracting people in lessons um because you know there'll be speakers around school still oh, going yeah, off yeah. whilst people are in class so it was like in terms of in terms of like actual time there was like like 15 20 minutes in like before school 15 20 minutes yeah like at break and it was very much a it was it, it wasn't it, it didn't really fit into a particular category a lot of it was kind of playing a lot of music so um with, with kind of links that were only really two three minutes you know talking there'd be like a show concept but then there'd also be obligations of like making announcements like what's going on in school and things like that which i don't know i don't know if anyone actually really heard it i was gonna um, say do you do people were people listening to the radio? well that's the thing that nobody it was, it, was, it, was, it was it was it was one of those things that was very very um very unavoidable if mm. you were in certain places of school and if like and we had control of how how high up the speakers were, how 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 loud they were around school. Um, so, you know, realistically, if you really wanted someone to listen, you could probably, you know, I guess you could push the speakers and, like, make yourself really loud. But, like, you know, there's teachers so people around. people are probably aware of it. Even just people people are aware of it, but I think over time they just, like, people learn to 
tune it out so like I, I do remember a lot of the time sort of doing a doing some like radio discussions or like even putting some songs on and yeah. I'd sort of come and I'd go to, go to like my first lesson or the lesson after break and I was, I'd ask people oh do you hear and they'd be like no <laughs> yeah. they re- really um, really d- didn't particularly like act, there wasn't really much active listenership um, aside from like the odd teacher who might be on duty and listen to a song that they quite like and then like mm. let you know oh did you play that song I really liked it <laughs> So, uh, in terms of actual, like, I don't know, like, encouragement, that's where most of it came from. Um, that's, yeah, that feels very much like still uni radio. It's very much, yes. you don't get a lot of ac- active listeners, but that's because, almost why would you? It's that, very specific to what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's kind of, that's one of, probably one of the benefits of doing school radio then is kind of, I'm used to not expect, I'm kind of... My 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 bar's quite low in terms mm. of listenership. I'm used to like people just not even like I know knowing that I was on or like what stuff I played. So even if I have like like four or five people tune in yeah. now and you know you know message in or comment on the music that I'm playing, then like that's enough for me. It's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, even I think it's my parents and Gabby's parents listen to Eco Frenzy. And that's a big win if we get both the parents listening. Yeah, yeah like the parent, especially with having um, currently my show is like like on here mm. outside my my after dark show is like seven till nine a.m. So like the the parent demographic is really important because like there's no because at least for the first hour there's no way you're getting the student demographic from seven till eight a.m. No, there is no way you're getting <laughs> me up that early unless I have volleyball or I have lectures. Yeah, so so the the the, the sort of parent and family demographic is an important one to get inside. My mum listens to the Pulse every week as well, oh, that's and sweet. my grandparents as yeah. well. Um, that they're big fans. It's it's quite nice. Um, so I'm sort of hoping to maintain that going forward as well. So how, or maybe a better question is why, uh, how did you fall into doing The Pulse first of all, or why did you choose to join The Pulse? That's an interesting one. So um, as I said, coming from um, a radio show, especially in my, my last my last kind of time in year 13, um, in sixth form, my 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 show was very musicy, very after dark, very specialist mm. music. It was kind of it very actually very similar to the format that I currently do, um, but a bit kind of watered down and a bit kind of much more smaller scale. So my first kind of my my first instinct really was to do an after dark show, do a music show. I was like, that seems cool. And then because it's first term and you know busy and didn't really know what to do. I, uh, you, you know, you had to submit a demo and stuff mm. like that. And whilst I felt probably confident enough to do it, it was kind of, it felt like a quite a lot of hassle, quite a lot of hoops to jump through. And uh, and uh, realistically, it wasn't, but at the kind of at the time, it felt like more. Yeah, and I think, there's a lot going on. And yeah, it is, exactly. Because I, you know, I, I didn't know at that point really how much of a, how much of a, a of a time of my my time as a student would be spent doing radio Mm. like you know it could be just you know some small side gig I didn't know if I you know it was only first two weeks I could have been doing endless other societies on the side as well um but I didn't know that then and um that was combined with the fact on on welcome meeting I kind of I starkly remember I think that I think that the people some people locked out or something so by the time that by the time that Ben uh Ben Meller came in uh, for for those uh, not in the know, Ben Mellor's head of news here at radio, and um, 
I know, uh, kind of almost on the spot, uh, somewhat unprepared, just delivered this kind of quite. I would, I would say like inspiring, but it was certainly a kind of this speech about like get, trying to get people into news certainly struck a chord with me, um, and it seemed interesting. Mm. And I also knew that there was you know m- moving to do you know computer science full time as my degree um, meant that. I was kind of giving up quite a lot of the more, I don't know, humanities, more the, the kind of there's a side of my my hobbies that kind of involved politics and current affairs and things that was would almost get neglected academically. Did so you I do felt politics at A level? I didn't. I don't. They didn't offer it for our year groups. No one, no one wanted to do it. Um, but it was always something I had was quite interested in, mm. and therefore. You know, it was also something new, and so all of those things combined kind of made me think. Well, maybe I do that on top of the fact that the pulse was quite an easy thing to get onto. Um, yeah, in the fact that I, the, I put, put my name down, I said what days I could do. Ben put me on um, the Tuesday pulse at that time with Thomas and Daniel and uh, Callum Thomas as well. So incoming head of sport, and it was just really nice um, to just. Talk. It was just it was relaxing. It was fairly laid back. Um, and I think the Tuesday pulse last term was quite consistent. Uh, it was kind of in terms of its output. I don't think we ever missed a show except reading week, maybe. Um, and I really enjoyed doing that, and it felt like quite instinctive. Um, and then I think on a, one of the last shows of the term before Christmas, Thomas, who was hosting it, couldn't make it, so I kind of I said I'm happy to step in and host. So I did that, and I re- I really enjoyed that. So. For this semester, I've now moved to hosting the Pulse, and um, but yeah, as I said, that just got me into the Pulse and, and all things news. And I think even now, whilst I do quite a lot of stuff around the station, I sort of quite, I still, I still internally consider myself kind of a news person at heart. First and foremost, news. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you planning on doing it again next year? Certainly, yes. Um, I, I think it's it's really weird um, in the sense that. A lot, a lot of people are surprised when I say how much I really do enjoy hosting the pulse. Some, some people might find it a bit of a, a bit of a slog at times, or like not that exciting to people that aren't particularly into kind of current affairs and news and things. Um, but whilst I kind of enjoy doing a two-hour after dark show and I can like flex my musical muscle if it exists, you know, in inverted commas there, um, I, I, I just like the one-hour. Like time slot of of doing the pulse, it's quite I can kind of I can really enjoy it, and it's not it doesn't take loads of my brain power. I feel like I'm I'm quite naturally inclined to it, and um, it's just and I can you know talk about like something I'm interested in with other people that generally are better informed than I am, so I can like learn stuff and then the it and also you can take you know you, you, on the surface it's just some news show, but you can you can like add lots of different things and I've been realizing over the past term that you can add like lots of interesting things that make that keep people engaged whether or not it's going going around to doing the vox pop stuff asking students what they think about cats getting ran over or what they like to read or um kind of random stuff like that and, and and like funny topics and things like that and it can really it can be really like a fun like bonding social experience so I I really really want to keep doing it next year and I think it will still be like my main my main commitment um which as i said it, like is considered odd by some but it's it's i don't know it's just it's just fun <laughs> yeah well if it's what you enjoy then yeah, yeah. it's what you enjoy would you if you had to pick between your off dark show and the pulse would you pick the pulse 
Or is Ooh, that like a, is that a Sophie's Choice kind of situation? I think I still view. <laughs> don't tell anyone I said this. I still my maybe it's because I'm still quite early on with it. Mm-hmm. But my current After Dark show, The Twilight Zone, it's very good. Um, I you know I enjoy I enjoy making it. It's still very much a side gig for me. Okay. It's it's very much a thing that you know I that doesn't mean I don't put effort into it you know I yeah, like to yeah. put effort into it and, and make it make it like nice and enjoyable to listen to and I like I try and give it production values with you know beds and custom idents and things like that um, segments and social media but even then it's almost like I I treat that as as a little like as a fun little side project yeah. uh, and I think the pulse is is something that mean is like most important to me. Um, when it comes to in, when it comes to hosting, because it's just the most instinctive, um, and and you know maybe maybe that might change with time as I as I kind of further learn to fill my after dark shaped shoes, but um, yeah. I don't know. I I guess it's just a a game of of, of waiting and, and seeing where it goes from here. Yeah, no, it's definitely the. I mean, I currently do three different things, and they all have their turn of being my priority. They all have yeah. their turn of being you know, the side gig or the one I'm doing a lot. Um, like this is the podcast. It kind of, it takes up such a big part of my life for I'd say a couple weeks at a time because I turn a bulk record. Yeah. I try to, and then um, I edit them. And I try and bulk edit, I never do. Um, but that, you know, that's like a, it feels like a side thing because it doesn't have that schedule. It doesn't have that like, yeah rotation but at the same time it's maybe the thing i'm most passionate about because it's the it's the idea that was my own idea you know this yeah this came from my little brain um whereas the other stuff i do less i mean i do a daytime show you know as much as the segments are my ideas the concept of a daytime yeah. show is not my idea at all i think that might also play into to part of my thinking when it comes to the twilight zone as well actually um as i said for, like on a format level it's it's not too dissimilar from what I used to do yeah which is quite amusing I spent about I spent like a semester and you know a good more than a semester putting off applying for an after dark show because I was like oh I haven't come up with a good idea yet you know I want to come up with something original and I I, I hit like February or March and I just got fed up and I was just like, no, actually, let's do this idea. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, you know, it's not, no one else seems to do it. And like, who cares if I used to do it in some format back in the day? Like this is almost... And now instead, I'm kind of... Whilst I'm treating it as its own thing, almost like the bigger brother or what I always wanted my old thing mm. to be now you know scaled up with the the, the smoothness that the, the you know the, the tech and the opportunity uh, student radio can do compared to school um, but as I said it almost does feel like a bit of a continuation um, whereas uh, the other stuff feels like you know feels kind of unique to me because I, I know loads of after dark shows that play kind of some you know music that I'm interested in and kind of what I do isn't particularly groundbreaking by any means but you know I I enjoy it whereas at least I can say that my contributions to to tech or hopefully news are somewhat I've got the stamp of me on them more prominently I don't know yeah and I guess actually it is always worth just you don't need to have a new idea you can yeah I find that it's so much easier to just get started with whatever it is you're doing and then you learn almost learn what the new idea should be and learn how to 
do it a lot and maybe differently yeah yeah I, I agree I mean as I said that was that was what my semester and a half was spent doing basically yeah. just realizing actually it's fine to use that idea and and as and naturally like I think it's only I've only done four shows because I I think I talk because I've I've, take, I've taken a break because um, of exam season yeah um so I only and in the four shows that I did you know the the, the format is, is kind of not drastically changed but there's a lot that's different from the, the show one to show four there's a lot of you know there's a lot of quick rapid development when it comes to putting new formats in or like how you structure the show and how kind of just your mindset going in of picking what songs you do and you know because when someone's a lot of the time when someone starts a show or a format um when you know, that they have plenty of ideas um you know they have certain a vision for it and then they, you get a few shows in and you sort of realize you how it. how well you, you in my case sort of i realized that actually my original idea wasn't sustainable in the long run yeah um and that's like one of the trickiest things about doing a radio show even like th- like three years here in comparison to my how like some seven years that some people spent doing school radio over my old school i started quite late um, but some did some did it from like year seven till sixth form, like three years is is shorter compared to then. But like for uh, uh for but the slots are massively bigger, yeah. so there's a lot more to fill. So having a long running like specialist music show is quite tricky. Um, and I think next year next year's like one of next year's primary challenges is going to be making that work. Are you thinking of changing up the format at all for your After Dark show? Or do you think you're quite happy kind of with the, I guess, at least the bare bones of it? I, I'm quite happy with, with the the ideas and concepts behind it currently. Um, I think currently the fact that I've got a morning show has, has, has made me has made the format different to if it's going to be on in the evening. I did a, a kind of a special impromptu show like from my home in uh, Easter holidays um, mm. because I just I just wanted to challenge myself. Um, and it, that was in the evening and therefore the music was very different. There's, you know, there's a lot of stuff in my taste that I wouldn't really... I feel like I have a duty of care to the listeners to not, you know, when you're waking up, you don't want to be listening to some stupid, long, abrasive piece of music, really. Um, so I, I, I try that, you know, there still might be the odd one, but I like to keep a mix. I think yeah. by may, maybe next year, if the time slot changes, it may naturally mutate into something a bit different musically just because of the... And also the presenting style currently is quite energetic which is weird. It doesn't really fit with the music. A lot of the time I'm playing quite weird music and then I sort of, then the time comes for a link and then I start presenting like a daytime host, which um, basically is just an attempt to overcompensate for my like immense tiredness yeah, of being yeah. up at that hour. I need to sort of keep myself awake by really kind of going for it in the energy. How do you keep yourself awake during the show? Because you are up so early because your shows i don't know if we've said this yeah seven to nine a.m yeah um how do you find firstly waking yourself up like are you having breakfast beforehand what's the sort of routine like and how do you keep yourself going throughout the show well i'm quite lucky in the sense that first of all like this year i'm living on campus so um i can wake up really realistically like i wake up at quarter past six leave leave my accommodation at like half six and then it's only really a like six seven minute walk into the studio and then I can that's enough time to just get ready um and um 
like do a few finishing touches on so you know sort of hype myself up <laughs> um i don't have bre- i and then and then I, I do my show and then i just as soon as i finish i just go back to my accommodation have breakfast there and then the day begins pretty much oh yeah because i guess they serve you breakfast don't they? yes so which is quite helpful in this case um so i'm able to and so I know some people that like wake up really, really early for their seven to nine a.m. and still six quarter past six is still you know pretty early compared to what like it's two hours before I'd normally wake up. But thankfully, the advantages of of, of living in halls this year have made have kind of limited the amount of of of, of sleep deprivation based damage yeah. that it can it can wreak on me. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. The Aaron and Joe show is nine, nine to eleven. 11 that yeah. knocks me out. <laughs> Um, I normally go for I'm normally it's weird because I you know starting the show you get like that rush of adrenaline yeah. you know, you're in such a good mood and that can sustain me until about 10-ish around 10 and then I'm like I'm tired coffee time and then I'll go get a coffee or I'll have brought a coffee with me and I'll go drink it because I can't I can't do the whole thing without something like that yeah as I said I, I can't I can't do it without being really over enthusiastic. I'll, you know, put on some some like energetic beds. Yeah. I start off with. I always I always start my show with um, a bed of um, Blondie's Heart of Glass, mm. which sort of you know is a bit of a sort of yeah you know it's it's, it's pumping man. It's it yeah, sort of gets you it get it gets you going, and um, Joe and I-, I feel like if I don't do. If I, if I if I don't keep myself energized through that, I'll just fall asleep. Yeah. Um. And there's not a show that goes by that I'm like, if you're wondering why I'm so energetic, I'm really exhausted. <laughs> I'm just overcompensating. Um. But yeah, I remember actually going back to the school thing. I remember doing a. Obviously, we were only used to doing like 20 minutes in a row, 20 minutes time. And I remember doing a open evening before. Um. So, you know, which lasts a whole evening and we were asked to do radio stuff then. And it was like about two hours, which obviously now is not that much, you know, um, really. We were doing, I was doing two hours. I think it was also combined with the fact that we also were doing studio tours in the middle of the song break. So we were constantly interacting with with people. But we're also in the speaking segment, we're always repeating the same stuff of like, you know, parents, go here, go there, go everywhere. Yeah. If you want to talk to us in radio, then we're all the way up here. You know, it was, and I remember just getting past the like first like hour and 15 minutes and I was exhausted. I was so, so, so exhausted. I just, I think I ended up just like stopping early, letting my co host take over and just like sitting down on the sofa in the office i was just just having a break yeah yeah i, I couldn't i couldn't deal with it <laughs> i know i interviewed abby at 10 and i was like it's too early that's fair no i have been struggling with the early mornings recently i finished my exams on friday and literally have just been sleeping i know most people finish their exams and like oh time to go out i've been so exhausted from them i have just been in a zombie state. Go, I mean, going back to the issue of, of um, like the b- benefits and, and issues of catered halls is if I want my breakfast, I need to get up at a sensible time and my yeah. exams are finished. So as much as I'd really, really like to like sleep in until like, like 10 every day or something, um, which realistically for productivity isn't the best, but like I kind of like it. Um, it means that I'd need to sort my own breakfast. So alas, I still woke up. At quarter past eight today um, for my first week post-exams. <laughs> you were up earlier than I was and I had to be dragged out of bed. I was not having <laughs> I it I do not morning. envy you. <laughs> no. Um, 
I think I woke up at 8.30 and I was like, I can't do this. I've just naturally been waking up about 10. And so I'm like, I just need. Yeah. To be fair, I slept for like nine or 10 hours, but I was just <laughs> exhausted. Anyways, have you been having exams or? Yes, yeah, so I had five. Um, are they over now? They are. My last one was, my last one was just on Friday. Um, for context, this is now Monday, so it finished a few days ago to any listeners out there. Yeah. Um, I had five. Um, I had three one week and then two the other. Thankfully, um, three of those five were on Moodle online, So, but they're all 9 a.m., so I still like to wake up for them. <laughs> yeah, how does it work with the... Because I don't know if we've explicitly said, but you do computer science. I do, yeah. And... In my mind, computer science should be a coursework kind of subject. Well, it it, it varies a lot. Yeah, it seems like you get a good mix of everything. Yeah, Yeah, there is. So um, this year, there's only been one 100% exam module, and that was just this semester. That was our second maths for computer scientists module. Whereas um, those are all of my modules. Yeah. All my modules are 100% one exam. Yeah, that's painful. Um, yep. Whereas there's generally, generally it's like we've got 50-50 or like 75-25 something like that um so there's a good there's a good amount of like coursework input last last semester there was three of the four modules were 75 25 in favor of of coursework to exam which was Mm. quite nice i quite like that balance i think that's like the optimal balance for me 50 50 is a bit i don't really like it and i think 75 percent exam is a bit too much because otherwise you spend ages and ages on like individual bits of coursework and then you realize that actually they're barely contributing towards your overall module yeah, and it's grade. such a shame yeah 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 so um no so as i said three of three of the five were online and they were just kind of they weren't 24 hour they were just sort of doing the time allotted was it three hour exams then um we had we had a three hour one um which wasn't particularly nice but whatever um and then others were two i think the other ones were two hours um and plus the half an hour submission time oh that half hour submission time it, it was a lovely little grace the period reason i've passed some of my exams yeah honestly. yeah um it was so that was fine and then i think and then i had one in person on the computer um in coates building and then my last one on friday that was the only one this exam period that was in David Ross, which felt like a nice way to end it, really. Kind yeah. of go, you know, going to David Ross for what, your last exam, finishing like and co- coming exam. out, coming out into the sun, you know, exams all over, time for yes. summer girlies, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I'm not, I haven't done a single, imp- I haven't done a proper in-person exam since my GCSE. That's so. crazy. It is. I finished my degree just in my bedroom, same way it started, just in my bedroom on my laptop. Wow. Yeah. But I don't mind it. I would. I was. I would. I would cause a fuss if they made us do. In I. Exams. I have. There's. But I find benefits of drawbacks of both. I find. Mm. I'm quite good at the whole exam concentration thing. Even if I do worry beforehand, I'm quite. I think I'm quite good at. You know, turn. You know, I get into the exam room and write exam mode. Get the thing done. Yeah. I don't. You know, I'm. I'm fairly alright at that. But I. Also. You know the the extra hassle of sort of needing to go to the exam place, you know, queue up, wait ages. Also, like the, all the extra time that is spent, like at the end, by people collecting up the papers. It's just yeah. also computer science exams that are on in person on a computer. Right? There's I was not prepared for this. Um, they, they see about a hundred people these rooms, and um, I think the ones that were in person on the computer last semester were kind of a lot of multiple choice stuff. Mm. So it was quite quiet. <laughs> this the one in person that I had this time was so there was so there was quite a lot of written long written stuff 
So the noise, the oh, noise the of keyboards. Tapping. It wasn't even oh, tip tapping. No. It's it was like being in a rainstorm. It was oh, it no. was so so loud for like and for and the exam lasts for about. I think it was an hour and a half. I was only really in there for an hour, but it went. It, it's it's like a hailstorm. It's it's like you can't express how loud so it is. So annoyed <laughs> with everyone around me that I wouldn't have been able to concentrate at it's all. It's so it's it's absolutely you, nothing not. prepares for you. It, it, it nothing prepares you for it um, except doing it, and it's um it's it's an experience and a half certainly. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I've got a question for you that I ask everybody. One of those ones. Got to get to them eventually. Of course. Uh, and I realise we've done half an hour without me asking any of them and normally I've asked them by now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I want to start with if you were going on a quiz show of some variety and you had to pick a specialist subject, what would that specialist subject be? And fun. as I, I like to say, this can't be a boring one. You can't pick something obvious. I don't want any computer science. Nothing compu- that, that's tricky because... I have been thinking over the past several months when I've been listening to all these episodes. I think, what would I, what would I yeah. do? What would I do? And naturally, I do a few things around the station, so I can't really pick anything news related or anything music related or anything computer science related. I mean, I'll allow it if it's very specific. Very, um, but it can't uh, be. I, I know I say it can't be boring, and I don't mean that in like a like boring. Yeah, the, yeah too yeah, obvious. Yeah. 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 Um, if I'm confining myself to those things I, I, I've just said, I think. Um, and anything that isn't that, I think probably something TV related. I quite like um, like something like Breaking Bad okay. or like um, Arrow. I quite liked um, the sort of Arrow the, yeah good. yeah um, something like that. Um, and not really some, and then maybe if like going really really niche, probably something like um, like Scientology. Okay. I, I read read quite a bit into that kind of weird 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 offbeat things like weird weird facts. Scientology is um, quite a fun answer. Yeah, um, no one said anything like that. But before, in terms so. of, I guess in terms of you know, if it was something hyper specific music wise, it would probably just be the music of band I like. Yeah. I, I kind of I'm the kind of music listener that if I kind of start to like a band, I will properly dig through their entire discography. I'll read everything into them. I'll you know read the lyrics, everything. I kind of I like to obsess, and then once I finish that, we'll move on to something else. Yeah. Um, if you so, had to pick a band right now, which one would you? Pick? Right now, I probably would probably pick something like like uh, Radiohead, okay. something like that. But I remember watching Mastermind once before, mm. where someone picked the music of Crowded House. And um, who I adore, and I managed to get like all of those questions right. So in terms of something that I know I could do quite well on Mastermind, yeah. I was able to like answer some problem. I think I was able to answer the questions better than the person that was doing them. <laughs> um, and yeah, so something musicy like that. Um, but yeah, it, I I I spent quite a while, like I've spent months and months trying to work out what my answer to that question was going to be. So I, I hope that's somewhat somewhat sufficient. No, that's a good one. You got a few good options. I am taking Scientology because I think that's a really interesting and fun one. If I, I'm assigning you, that's what we're going. Thank with. you. Out of the ones you gave me, I think that'd be quite. I, I, interesting. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, because people, a lot of people, you know, they have like the pieces of media that they've consumed a lot of, so like yeah. want that or um, music or whatever. But yeah. no one's ever said. And then religion based, so. Yeah, I, I back in year nine, I sort of I watched the Louis Theroux documentary yes. about it, and I was kind of, I, I know, I was just browsing iPlayer one night, saw it, and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. I was hooked. I was I was hooked by that documentary. Um, I was like, wow, this these guys are interesting, um, and I then like started to read a lot more into it. I read 
like quite a lot of n- not like books published by the church but for any concerned listeners out there I, i'm not i never <laughs> not at one point considered converting yourself. to a scientist being a scientologist uh, i bought quite a few books about like from ex-scientologists and people have written about it watched a few documentaries and things like that and yeah. i kind of see i was I, I've, I've always been and, and i've always been fascinated by the offbeat um yeah. things like that which is why kind of the louis theroux stuff really really um I don't know, draws me in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, w- w- kind of w- weird little, weird little things like that. As I say, that's why. That's why I think it's a good one because it's rogue compared to you know what I normally get people <laughs> saying. Quite interesting. Um, oh, you got me thinking of Louis Theroux now. Yeah, I, I, love I, I, I love that man. Are so you a big much. fan? I yeah, I've I've watched all. Like, I think I've watched. I don't think I've. I'm quite ashamed to say I haven't watched Weird Weekends, um, because. That was obviously quite before my time, um, by a couple of years. Yeah. And um, I was always a big fan of like the yeah like the, I think the first one I ever watched was the probably the Scientology one, and then I watched all of the other ones about like you know prisons and gambling and plastic surgery and mental health and drugs and mm. he's um, done a lot hasn't he? he's done he's covered every single base. I really 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 like him. I really like his style. I really like. Um, I, obviously, I like also the stuff that he did on the Westboro Baptist, Baptist Church and stuff, mm. and, and things like that. And he kind of really, for a good while, provided me sort of an, an, an in to like learning about all of these weird, weird subcultures. And um, I just have so much respect for the guy for kind of being able to almost let you know, uh, uh, so they're having his like dis- uh, disarming presence, such a disarming presence that allows sort of interviewees to, you know, um, dig their own holes. Yes. <laughs> Especially when it comes to the more um, concerning um, the offbeat more... people that he interviews. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, th- I find that start, and especially as someone that does news and sort of journalism and stuff, I find him quite a big inspiration on that front. Is journalism something you're interested in? It's certainly something I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in, and I've always been interested in, you know, kind of. I always, I, I occasionally on Twitter, I occasionally kind of delve into, you know, media commentary type start things of like, you know, was is this news article, you know, how the how how a news article is written, how, you know, news is run and and done, and and the the ethics of inviting you know controversial figures and interviewing them you know giving them a platform versus challenging them mm-hmm. you know w- which is it um so that and i've you know i find that kind of stuff really interesting and also kind of in, you know i the big big like i'm always been inspired by the big investigative pieces that bbc put out yeah um because every, every you know i get fed up with them occasionally but every once in a while they put out really long long articles on really like really like interesting investigations and I'm just hooked um, as you know as a career path it's mm, it's one of those things that I don't think I'm enough into it to properly say that it's what I want to do it's one of those things that you really need to dedicate you need yourself to, it, to yeah. and I don't think I have that um, you know but that being that being said you know if the BBC phoned me up and were like hey <laughs> wanna wanna be a broadcast journalist with us? I've, I'd of course say yes. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love no. to do it, but it's not a it's not something that is particularly at the forefront of my mind when it comes to making careers decisions. Yeah. Would you say that um, was what computer science is more your more your stick there? 
I, I guess it's it's weird because I've I've gone through endless phases of, of wanting to do all sorts of stuff as a kid. You know, I think I originally you know used to want to be like a, a train driver or like a, a digger driver or something like that. And then my I had favorite. or an engineer. Yeah. Um, and then there was a brief time in my sort of early mid teens I wanted to go into acting because I did a lot of acting when okay. I was younger, a lot of theatre stuff. Um, and there's a you know there's part of me that also wants to, would love to be in a you know be a musician, be in a successful band, playing you know bass or another instrument or something. But and then and then I was kind of for a good few years I was quite was quite um almost like as if I'd made my mind up. Especially in sixth form, I was like, I want to do, you know, I want to do computer science. I want to do like cyber security, network security. And I went to university, uh, joined radio, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that sort of changed. Um, I still, I think, my, I kind of want to do, um, probably, this this current stage, you know, um, broad broadcast engineering, something like the, the you know something akin to the tech stuff I do around here, I guess. Mm. I don't think I'd want to be a music presenter no i think because i'm obsessed with playing music in a band so much that if i was a music presenter i would just end up feel like i'm doing a less cool job i see and i would be you know i'd be spending my time playing artists and interviewing artists which is really really cool but realistically i wish i I, I wish i was i would just rather be in their position yeah um and therefore um, yeah, music host, music presenting doesn't really appeal that much to me. Um, in in that sense, you know, um, I, so I, I that's why I'm kind of happy to keep it as as a little side project, as I was sort of referring to earlier on. Um, but yeah, so it, it goes, it goes. I go through various phases. It's still not particularly concrete, but I've, I've sort of been wanting to. I think it's been a good six months that I've kind of been like, hmm, this broadcast engineering yeah, thing seems quite interesting. Yeah, fair enough quite nice to talk to like to hear um the like to hear the perspective of someone who isn't you know the priority isn't like them talking if that makes sense because radio is all just us talking yeah. so we all like sounds of our own voices but um there are other parts of it and it's crazy to say this but sometimes sometimes some of us don't want to talk well that's that's it's crazy that's always been a weird thing for me because like i really do like doing the talking i really mm. do like doing the speaking presenting and i also really like doing behind the scenes stuff i really like producing i really like you know doing the tech stuff i like doing you know audio production i love like editing idents together and doing big like projects like that and um you know because they're all rewarding in different ways and one reason i really love i really love university radio um is because I can do all of those things and I'm kind of <laughs> the the idea and for a while the idea of going into broadcasting at all in my first few months at URN kind of seemed off limits to me because I quite like doing all of the things yeah. and I know that as soon as I get into the real world you can't do that anymore like if I'm a host if I'm like some music host tech team won't want me anywhere near them they want to get on with their job you know they want to get on their, with their job and make the station you know work properly they don't need some you know some random presenter coming and asking what they're doing and like yeah. say and offering advice and stuff like that and also I there was also a time that I was like, do I really want to do broadcast engineering? What happens if I, you know, get that job? Because I feel once, as, as soon as I do that, I'll be confined to being uh, a non, you know, being a, a behind the scenes guy. And I kind of quite like being in the scenes. So um, it's a bit of a juggling act, really. 
Um, I like everything, but I feel like tech is the one that it, you know currently it fits on I mean, most most of my degree. It's what I'm best at. It's what I've been doing for probably the longest, and um, it's also it's just yeah and it you know it needs to be done there's always going to be you know the the need for someone techie hopefully you know fingers crossed so um yeah it's a whole a whole combination of things that sort of make me want to do that thing specifically but i think i'll always even post university radio i'll, I'll still maintain my love for the, the the spoken side of things like that yeah that's quite nice. What would you say is your most iconic item of clothing? That's interesting. So, um, for first semester, for first semester, I, I was kind of a lot of people knew me for my long coat. I've got a long, long mm. black coat, um, which I quite, which I kind of then after Christmas or retired for a bit. It's been making the occasional appearance in the because past few weeks. Because of the temperature or just well, re- realistically, in December I shouldn't have been wearing it. I should be wearing a winter coat, but I didn't have one, so. Um, okay. I, I lol got myself like a really bad, really bad cold in the last week of December because I wasn't like wrapping myself enough warm, um, and then I got a new coat after Christmas, so I decided to wear that instead. I'm going to change things up a bit. Um, also, I had quite long hair, and the um, the the long coat sort of added to my my self perceived scruffiness, which I wasn't particularly comfortable with. So I kind of wanted to just change things up. So I think that definitely was probably one of my more iconic things of clothing. Um, currently, my you know my I'm in my summer dress code. So which is basically I'm uh, oscillating between sort of dressing like my dad in summer. So sort of you know mid forties kind of outdoorsy guy. You know with the shorts and kind of t-shirts that have been bought from outdoor shops. Yeah. Um, but more abstractly, I'd say my the clothing that's most associated with me is anything navy. Okay. I own so many like navy. I, I say I say this. I'm not actually wearing, and I've got a navy hoodie outside, but um, I'm not wearing anything navy currently. You got navy um, on your shirt. That's true. I've got a bit a splash, there, so I can yeah. still I can still say it right. That's that's thank you. I'm I'm saved there. <laughs> um, Sadly, the listeners I, I, can't I, you see, just, so could have just lied you and just said it was navy. Open, you just like open my wardrobe, and aside from like the odd black t-shirt and the odd like weird item of clothing. Just not so, so much navy, <laughs> and like in and in, in sixth form, I like my dress code. Like the dress code, I was pretty much navy suits, full stop. So navy navy has been like my color for a, a good while, okay. and it's it's, it's it's like or just any shade of blue really. There's sometimes that I'm like wearing like like light blue trousers, and then like a like a navy t-shirt, and then like an even like other like combination of blue on my jacket. Yeah. So. It was um, just fifty shades of blue. Yeah, so if you see me like if if you see someone like in navy like running about campus or something, maybe with a long coat, that's probably going to be me. Yeah. Um also like in terms of being spotted around campus, I have a bit of a funny walk, so that kind of gives it away as well. <laughs> yeah. How would you describe your walk? Um funny. Just funny. Um yeah. It used used to be kind of probably it used to probably be more penguin like. Uh, I'm flat footed, so okay. my my feet go outwards a bit, and yeah. um, so yeah. The, the, the trick is just don't run, just don't run, and and you'll be and you'll look less weird when when you look when you're running and sort of got flat foot flat flat feet. Um, it looks a bit weird. Um, in my experience, anyway. Um, or just don't take any notice of it. 
that's my top top mark tips for those blessed with the, the curse of flat-footedness um i guess but um yeah just funny really um, I remember my dad sort of making fun of it, like jokingly talking about like the song was it like walk like an Egyptian or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, just just funny, weird, bit goofy. Bit goofy. Nice. Yeah, uh, not not too dissimilar from myself. <laughs> yeah, just kind of a maybe an extension of your of your personality. My personality, yes. Yeah. Well, out outward looking. Am I outward looking? I don't know. That's 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 a question for yourself, which I guess is more of an inward looking question. Yeah, I know. It's quite <laughs> funny. I think I I'm I'm very obsessed with memory, mm. and 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 past and and like, and what and like and analyzing my my own like past and and trying to work out you know how things have like influenced me and and stuff like that and 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 how I've changed and stuff like that, which I guess. I, I promise I'm not that self-obsessed, but I just find it fascinating. I just I feel like I've been a lot of people in my time, yeah. and I'm I've got a, and I'm and a lot of people that know me can testify. I've got a scary good memory at remembering dates and when stuff happens. You know, I can remember all the dates and places of every gig that I've ever been to, and like ra- and like stuff that random random times things happened. Yeah, and it can and people get occasionally worried by it. So I'm sort of quite obsessed with with memory and and stuff like that. Um, which is kind of makes me quite inward looking, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, random B road. Well, I mean, this is a question that does require a little bit of memory. Uh, what's your proudest achievement up to date? Ah, right. So there's there's a few. Um, you know, there's the Joe Cancer, which is um, my twenty nineteen. Was it 2018 primary school fair fastest lap on the scale electric track trophy, which is plastic, but you know I was quite pleased that I was a child at the time, but I won the adults cup, you know I won it overall, so I was, I was quite pleased with just being able to you know navigate a scale electric car around the track fast enough. Um, I think at university I haven't really t- I think academically my A level in maths remains quite my proudest achievement. I was never. Whilst I was always, whilst I was quite, whilst I was kind of good at maths, I was never the particularly great at it, mm. and um, I had to put a lot of effort to get my A and A level maths, and um, I was quite, and I put, I put a lot of work in over a lot of time. There was a lot of, there was a lot of like scares over, you know, what happens if I don't get my A in maths type thing, um, and I was, you know, I managed to pull that off quite comfortably, thankfully. And I kind of still remain quite proud of that because of the work that I put in, and and the fact that it paid off. Um, so I'm I'm very pleased with that. Um, I guess radio wise, um, I my first my first ever news report and my only ever news report actually for news properly um, back in November. Myself and Izzy Morris um, did a I did a. Um, Report on a vigil held for Trans Day of Remembrance, um, which was on 20th of November. Um, and I kind of talked to the organisers and attendees, and it was a, I was both attending there on a, on a personal basis, but also on a reporting basis. Um, capacity, even, not basis. And um, I put to, and you know, I, so I put together a report on that, and I think... I'm quite. I was. I was very pleased with with what I did there, um, and because it was an issue that I care a lot about, um, 
So probably one, you know, one of those things. Probably I know that's yeah. not uh, one answer. So I apologise. I don't mind if it's not just one because there it's a there are a lot of things to be proud of, and it's good to be proud of a lot of things. Yeah, I it's it's weird. I've never been able to. You know, I, you know, I think I've done cool stuff in my time, but there's not really many things that do stick out to me mm. much, um, which is odd. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, that's that's a cool thing that I did. That's a cool thing. Um, so that's yeah, that's probably my main justifications between those choices. Maybe that's the best way to think of it: is what's the coolest thing I've done? Yeah, because I can. Yeah, probably. You know, because I could say like getting hugged by one of my favorite musicians is yeah. probably. But you know, what have I done to that? I really have turned up to a gig, I guess. Um, <laughs> whereas, yeah, something that I put effort into, I'm kind mm. of quite pleased with with those, and I think. I think and they're, they're the ones that over time remain to be a thing that you I've quite liked you know because I think there's plenty of stuff that someone can do that's you know quite like in the moment but then a few weeks pass and they kind of think yeah. about it f- you know a few months pass whereas these kind of things have remained for a good while now so I'd probably say concrete those are the those are my picks those are the ones nice they're good, they're good. a good kind of what's the word overview almost you got a few different like topics it's not like all your achievements are academic or all your achievements are all that it seems like you've mm. got a nice mix of things that you're proud of doing that's yeah that, I, that's kind of something at best I I realised I, I realised weirdly quite late on in, in secondary school and sixth form that I could never really to to be you know to do to do cool stuff is not just about academics it's about you know mm. the further so that's why i like doing school radio and doing various other bits and bobs oh another proud thing i guess um in second in sixth form i helped lead a group of students and we put together training material and, and training sessions for members of staff um about um queer inclusivity and language in classrooms and stuff like that and i think we presented it to about over over like about it was only about a one month turnaround mm. between like starting and getting all of this material finished and then I think over the my time in year 13 I think we presented to like 70 different members of staff senior leadership governors yeah. and they all really liked it and I was really p- proud of that um, so that was like another kind of thing that's exterior to academics that I quite enjoy but university in particular is so so tricky there's so much stuff and there's so many being and my cohort is about 380 people that do computer Mm. science in my year there's a lot of really bright intelligent people and I kind of realised quite early on which is one of the reasons I do so much radio and other stuff is that to you know to set yourself apart relying purely on academics isn't something some people can do it and I mean I salute them because I certainly couldn't do it and absolutely like crazy talented people but i can't i don't have the capacity to do that so i kind of get my the thing that boosts me up is just trying to do as much weird stuff as possible as much like you know the odd sound mixing for musicality or the odd like weird off like radio show it's just little things to add here and there to kind of bring myself a bit of enjoyment and to kind of i know spice up my time at university outside of just I'm not one that can just sit down at a computer for 12 hours and slog away at coursework until I get 100%. As I said, some can, but that's yeah. <laughs> not me. No, that's not my attitude towards it either at all. Mm. Um, all right. I will ask you the last question so we can leave it on a good note. Not that it hasn't been a good note, but, you know, I like to end on a nice positive note. What is it you're looking forward to? Hmm. That's an interesting one. I'm looking forward to 
I mean, there's gigs this summer that I'm looking forward to, but I think specifically what I'm looking forward to next year is doing more tech stuff around the station here. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're getting renovated and there'll be some new equipment buying involved in that. I'm looking forward to being able to help put together a new cool studio for everyone in the station to benefit from um, whether or not that's uh, revitalized podcasting or a nice office space better provisions for audio production um, music space for like getting live acts in and better in better interviews and on-camera interviews and stuff like that so definitely kind of mostly behind the scenes stuff um, I'm looking forward to doing some cool investigative pieces with news I'd really like to do some of those um I um, wanted to do something this year, but it kind of the time didn't really work with it. Um, so I'm certainly looking to forward find the scenes of that. I've sort of got this fantasy I've been talking about recently of sort of coming into the station one day, and you know during renovation time, and there being like a I don't know like a pallet full of new tech stuff yeah. um, to to finally install, and, and like nothing excites me more than that. So that image is in my head, and it's probably not going to come true because obviously you don't get you know things don't arrive at the same time. But you know that image is what's keeping me going really. Yeah. Um, so those those are certainly what I'm looking forward to, um, and just continuing my time at radio because you know it's only been a year. It's gone quickly, but I've still got another two You've years got a to, lot go. Left to go, and I I just you know i can't wait to see where it goes from here <laughs> and it's hopefully very exciting. you know do more and get more opportunities to do crazy random weird stuff um like that so yeah, yeah that's about it it's very nice very radio excited future <laughs> thank you very much i'm very radio excited for me <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today, Mark. And thank you very much for inviting me on. And, and enjoy your radio career here, I guess. It's I, weird now I doing shall. these as I'm like, li- I've finished my degree. I'm just waiting I to graduate imagine. now. And then talking to people who it's like, oh, I've got all these exciting things. I think I'm the with. second first year to be interviewed on this. Rachel um, yeah. b- was before me. I'm trying to think if I interviewed anyone else. Don't know. I'm the young gun. But yeah, I, I, think I, you I might shall. Be. I'm well. I'm I'm radio excited to see what the world of cool podcasts and other radio holds for you, Erin. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you've enjoyed listening to my voice, make sure you check out our Instagram off air on your end to stay up to date with all the episodes coming out soon. <laughs>